Hi, everyone. Benjamin Smith here, pastor of Revealing Truth Ministries, Wesley Chapel. You know, God is always speaking good things to us, and he has a word for you today. We are sure of it. Take some time out to listen, and we'll be back as soon as we're done. God bless you. God, I thank you for each and every person here. We never take it for granted, this opportunity that we have to come and minister together. God, I pray that you give me your inner wisdom to be life into each and every person. I also pray that everybody under the sound of my voice will get something out of the message today that they can use and make their lives better. God, not just years from now or months from now or weeks from now, not even days from now. We pray they will be able to use this message and make their lives better immediately. It's in the name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. Amen. Family, let's say our Bible confession together. It's going to display for you. Just pick the monitor of your choice. We're going to get started after we read this confession. Ready? Let's go. This is my Bible. I can be what it says I can be. I can do what it says I can do. I can have what it says I can have. Every verse is God-breathed, and I aim to live by every word. It is essential to my faith foundation and works to change me from the inside out into the person God created me to be. That is why I shall never let it go. It is reliable. It is the truth. It is divine. It is the word of God and shall forever be to me my Bible. In Jesus' name, amen. And you know what, family? I told you I've been going through my office, and when I go through my office, I found things that I write down. I already told you one of the Smith stories my wife told me when she was pregnant. Okay, I told her that she can't have a certain food because of the budget. She told me if I look under the word cravings in the dictionary that I'd find the word screw the budget. <laughs> and so I found another, another Greta one. Now, this is, this is, this, hey, Pastor Mike, bring me your chair. Bring me your chair. Greta, I want you to sit in this chair. Because it's, bring me your chair. Stick it right in the middle. Greta, have a seat in that chair, please. I need to get, I gotta run this by real quick. Now, get right, no, right, right, you can put it right there on the ground. Right there on the ground. Have a seat there, baby. Come on, come on, don't do this to me. Come on. It's, 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 it's like four feet. Thank you. Now, this is, this is, this is just to let you know that, you know, you see her here at a hoop earrings dressed all nice. My wife is, 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 is really, you know, we grew up and she, she has some scratch to her, but she's refined now. You know, you don't see that. You don't see that. But now this is, not, you know, I never bring you up here to, to, to embarrass you. This is, this is, this is, this is solely about how you, the, 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 the Greta that I know come out at the house. Now, this is, this is when you're younger. Keep in mind, younger, but it's still in there. Still in there. Now, here's, here's why I have her sit down. Right now, I want you to assume that I'm her and she's me. So I'm going to do the Greta stuff, and you're not going to have to get up at all, but I'm going to switch in and out between my Benjamin and my Greta. So here's what happened. I'm at the house. I'm working on something. I'm, 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 I'm studying or I'm doing something. And Greta comes in, and she wants to know what I'm doing. But she don't just come in and say, what you doing? She comes in like this. She goes, what you doing? <laughs> like that. And I just, I just I say, listen, I said, just, just, just go on, because I'm focused. And when I'm focused, I don't like to be interrupted. Greta, I'm, I'm focused. So I kind of I shoo her off a little bit. And then she says, 
hey, babe, what you doing? Like that. And I'm like, she does this over and over, and I keep ignoring her. So finally, what I do is I stand up, and I grab her by the arms like this. And I literally, I shake her. I shake her. And I say, Greta, listen, I'm focused on something. You keep getting in my face. I can't afford this foolishness right now. She says, oh, he mad. <laughs> no, no, listen. No, she say, she say, and it's just her and me, but she say, she say, oh, he mad. Oh, he mad. Oh, you mad. Huh, huh, babe, babe. What's wrong, babe? You mad. Am I bothering you? Huh? Oh. Is that what this is? Huh? What you say? What you say, babe? Huh? Is that what, what I hear you say? Am I bothering you? I'm giving you foolishness. Oh, I heard what you said. Oh, you say, babe. What you, say? you say, you can't afford it. Is that what you say, babe? Huh? You can't afford it? Well, guess what? You can't afford it? Well, it's a good thing that I am giving it out for free. Hey! What you doing? That's what she did to me. And then she just walks away. You can have a seat. I told her. I told this woman I can't afford that foolish. She said that's a good thing. She's giving it out for free. And then she just walked off. And that just made me madder than I was. That's the woman I live with, though, that people rarely get a chance to see. All right. Taste and see. Loved ones, we've entered into a new series. As I mentioned before, Pastor Shalita kicked us off, and she did a phenomenal job. Phenomenal job. When you see those words there, taste and see, what that implies is that the individuals who are getting ready to, you know, taste and see, they must be open to the different things that God has prepared for them or God makes available. This is my first, I guess, moment in this series. And what I'm going to do for this initial moment for me is I'm going to use it as a time where I'm going to inject an introductory thought. In effect, I'm looking to change our mindsets towards a particular thought that we most likely already have. Before we get into this session, though, I want to tell you, as we discuss, I am going to be providing you with scripture. And that's no surprise. We do that all the time. However, I want to make something clear because the way I'm going to use the scripture today is a little different than what you're typically, typically going to be used to from me. I am identifying scriptures today to make a specific point, which means I am identifying text 
that say certain things, and then I'm going to use those certain things to go on and fulfill the point of the message. Typically what we do is when we read scripture, we always want to get the full context. You want to read a little bit before it, a little bit afterwards, because this, this, the letters that make those sentences, they only have context embedded in the chapter they're in, which has context embedded in the book that it's in, which is all wrapped up into the Bible. And so typically what we would do is we make sure that we wrap all the context. But I want you to know for today, I am specifically identifying text. And if you were to go back and read that text into the fullness of the Bible and get the full context, you will get a broader meaning of what I'm going to give you. But just so you know, today, we're laser focused on making a point. Everybody got that? Cool. That being said, take a look at this first verse of scripture. It's in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verses 12 through 13. Easy to read. It says this, I learned that the best thing for people to do is to be happy and enjoy themselves as long as they live. God wants everyone to eat, drink, and enjoy their work. These are gifts from God. Loved ones, the opportunity to be happy and enjoy life is a gift from God. It's a gift. Unfortunately, many people, and I'm going to go, I don't think I'm going out on a limb to say most people, do not seize that opportunity or they fail to seize that opportunity to enjoy life. And that lack of, of seizing it, that failure to seize it, all of that, in my opinion, stems from a seed or a thought that gets embedded in each one of us socially. Everybody in here, you were told that you, you emerged on this, on, in this earth, in this world at a particular date. And that date, that time, now it establishes a moment on the calendar each year that we flag and identify as our birthday. And although we realize that some people don't really get all involved in the birthday stuff, most people hold that birthday as a, a sacred day, a special moment. They carve it out from all the other days of the year, and they say, this right here, when this come up, you just, let's set off some fireworks, because this right here is the junk right here. Actually, and there are some people, some of them who may be among us right now, who believes that that date justifies a decree that says whenever that date comes around, it justifies a birthday month. <laughs> not, not, not just a birthday, a birthday month. National holiday. I'm hearing all kind of stuff pop out. Now, keep in mind, socially speaking, I do not believe that the intent of identifying a birthday was to have a birthday month. But I will say, <laughs> leave it to me, I will say this. 
I will say that although I'm not necessarily on the birthday month bandwagon, I will say that the those birthday month folks are on to something. <laughs> they're on to something, and the thing that they're on to gets me one step closer or points us into the direction of me talking about this mindset shift or this thought that I want to introduce to you. <laughs> I'm going to introduce this to you in a very interesting way. And those of you who know me, it, it won't be that, that odd, but let me just throw it out there. Listen, as a youth, I looked at a lot of cartoons, a lot of cartoons, especially when my children were growing up. You know, we used to have, back before they had streaming, we had VHS tapes. And they took up like half your house, because we had like 150 of them. And we kept the case and everything. And one of the things that I used to look at, this is me growing up, and even as they were growing up, I watched a lot of Disney cartoons. A lot of Disney cartoons. And one of the Disney cartoons that I watched, especially as a kid, was Alice in Wonderland. Here's the, here's, look at this image. Alice in Wonderland. And now, a little aside is this. Alice in Wonderland, as the cartoon, was created way before my children were born. But I have a daughter who is an avid reader since she was young. And whenever I would watch a movie and she realizes that the movie is based on a film, she would always tell me, now you know, Daddy. If you ever watch a film that's based on a book, most likely the book is better. The book is going to be. So I recommend that you read the book first before you watch the film. Now, I did listen to her audibly. <laughs> but then I would smile and tell her, baby, that's good to know. But your daddy is a topical reader, meaning I read to learn. <coughs> she reads just to read. I'm not that kind of person. And so I would tell her, your daddy going to just watch the movie. So I watched the movie. I didn't read the book. Everything I'm going to tell you about is about what I saw in this cartoon. Interesting part about this cartoon, though, watching this cartoon as a child over and over and over again, there were certain things in it that I just watched and paying attention to. But when I became a seasoned adult, this cartoon has something in it that once I latched on to it was life-changing. It was a rhema word for me. Now, I know people say you can only get a rhema word by reading the Bible and letting the Spirit of God illuminate something from you that, you know, you didn't know that was there before. And so I don't want to step on nobody's theology to think I'm trying to make this, 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 this movie spiritual. But I'm going to tell you, what it spoke to me was darn near scripture. Oh, man, check this out. There is a, there's, there's, this, there's this point in time where Alice stumbles upon two characters having a party. The characters are the March Hare, the rabbit, and the Mad Hatter. 
thinking that she's interrupted their festivities, she apologizes for interrupting or busting up their birthday party. Looks like this. Notice this image. When she does so, almost in disgust, the hair and the Mad Hatter stop to correct her. They inform her, oh, no, baby. Now, they don't say baby. This is me. They, they inform her, say, oh, no, baby. We are not having a birthday party. We are having a unbirthday party. Then the Mad Hatter goes on to explain. He pulls out some statistics. And he tells her this next image. The next image of the Mad Hatter. Got to be there. That's right. He tells her, dear girl, statistically speaking, each person comes into this earth with one birthday. But that same person has 364 unbirthdays. So we having an unbirthday party. Now, the Raymond word to that to me is this. If you have only one birthday, but 364 unbirthdays, why spend your time just celebrating your birthday when you can spend 364 times a year celebrating every day? Girl, we're not celebrating a birthday. We celebrating an unbirthday. It's nothing wrong with celebrating your birthday. Absolutely nothing wrong. But don't overlook your unbirthdays. You know what? And the best part about your unbirthdays is not just that you get 364 of them, 365 in a leap year. Not only did you get 364 of them, it is that, guess what? At least 363 of your unbirthdays match with my unbirthdays. So that means that you and me have all these days that we can celebrate together. Celebrate yourself on your unbirthday. And if by chance you have to choose, if you have to choose, between celebrating your birthday and celebrating, listen, your unbirthdays, choose to celebrate all your unbirthdays. Because celebrating your unbirthdays gets you closer to rejoicing every day. The Bible reads like this notice. In Psalm 118, verse 24, King James Version and easy to read, the psalmist says, King James, this is the day which the Lord has made, hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. But the easy to read, 
This is the day the Lord has made, virtually the same. Let us rejoice and be happy. When? Today. Today. No matter what that day is. Whether it's your birthday or every day after your birthday. Whether it's your birthday or not your birthday. Celebrate, rejoice today and every day. Have yourself an unbirthday party. There are so many things that we post on social media. I want everybody under the sound of my voice to get busy posting and putting photos up of you having an unbirthday party. <laughs> get your unbirthday on. And if you can't find nobody to celebrate your unbirthday with, celebrate your unbirthday with yourself, by yourself, for yourself. Oh, yeah. Celebrate it. You dry yourself to the bakery, get yourself a cupcake, throw a candle in there, fire that bad boy up, make a wish, blow it out, and have yourself some, listen, some unbirthday cake. And don't stop at cake. Get yourself a salad. I'm coming for your steak lovers. But get yourself, a, get yourself a salad. Throw you a candle in there between the croutons and the tomatoes. Fire it up. Make a wish. Blow it out and have yourself some unbirthday salad. Stick a candle down in your steak. Fire it up. Make a wish. Blow it out and have yourself some unbirthday steak. Suspend a candle in your smoothie. Put a candle down in your chicken breast. Dab it in your, just dab one in your salmon. Hey, stick a, stick a candle in your cornbread. Fire it up. Make a wish. Blow it out and have you some unbirthday cornbread. Stick a candle in a Twinkie. Stand up a candle inside your mama collard greens. Do what you got to do. Put a candle in your grits. Light it. Make a wish. Blow it out. Have yourself some unbirthday grits. Listen, it don't matter why. It don't matter what you put it in. Put it in something. Find your way to a happy unbirthday. Celebrate life, not just on your birthday, but doing your unbirthdays. And if by chance your mind cannot wrap around, you just celebrating during your unbirthdays. Because remember, it's social programming that you got to somehow wait a whole nother calendar year before you consider life special enough to celebrate life. That's a bunch of crap. Celebrate life every day. But if your mind, 
if your mind can't get yourself wrapped around why you need to celebrate, it ain't my, listen, it ain't my birthday. You let your mind know that we celebrating because it's Monday. We celebrating because it's Tuesday. We celebrating because it's Wednesday. We celebrating because it's Thursday. We celebrating because it's Friday. We celebrating because it's Saturday. We celebrating because it's Sunday. Hey, we celebrating because I woke up this morning. We celebrating because I'm in my right mind. We celebrating because I got a roof over my head. We celebrating because I got food on the table. We celebrating because I got clothes on my back. We celebrate, hey, because I got most of my teeth. We celebrating because I got a few friends of hair left. We celebrating, why? Because I got an opportunity to be better today than I was left yesterday. We celebrate because God loved me. We celebrate because I love myself. We celebrate because my dog didn't mess up my house today. We celebrate, hey, we celebrate because my mama's still with me. We celebrate because my brother still like me. We celebrate because I still got a job. We celebrate because the birds are singing. We celebrate because there's fish swimming. We celebrate because I'm breathing. We celebrate, why? Because it's my unbirthday. It don't matter why you celebrate tell your mind we gonna celebrate if for nothing else that this is the day that the Lord has made and I'm gonna rejoice and I'm gonna be glad and happy in it I'm gonna celebrate my unbirthdays and you know what there is nothing you can do about it If I got to find a reason, I will find a reason to open my eyes, look up to the heavens and say, thank you, God. And then look at myself in the mirror and say, happy unbirthday to you. I'm going to celebrate my unbirthdays not just my birthday. You need to find a reason. You have at least 364 unbirthdays a year. And those unbirthdays long for some attention. They long for you to spend time with them. They long for you to do something with them. Those unbirthdays know that there are so many wonderful things the two of you can do together. But we ignore them. We consider them ordinary. We consider them not special. Why? Because they don't identify the day you were born. Why not identify the days you live? It's, it's, it's one thing for me to wait a whole year to celebrate the day I was born, but it's a whole other thing for me to spend every day celebrating because I'm alive. Celebrate your unbirthdays. Now, when we're talking about celebrating, there are so many different ways we can celebrate. Loved ones, we live in an area, a, a geographical location that is one of the most sought after locations in the world. In the world, 
we have the following. In your own footprint, we have things like major league sports and other forms of entertainment. We have fine dining and all kind of eateries that you could think of. We have an international airport, take you wherever you want to go. We have world-renowned beaches and resorts. And we have a host of other things stemming from, from, from nature to business to opportunities to, ex to expand your business to being able to prosper. We got the weather that people like. We live in one of the most sought-after regions of the world, and we have 364 unbirthdays to try things out. I want you to know, because I like to make it complete. When I say try it out and celebrating your unbirthdays, I realize that there are certain things that you can do that fall within a certain price range and certain things that fall outside of the price range. Listen, I am not giving anybody a free out on any price range. There is, there, there is something to be said for wanting to do certain things, wanting to save for them, but... If you're going to enjoy life, at some point in time, you need to put a focus on doing them. What's the, what's, what's the use of saying that I want to go to Hawaii one day and one day never come? What, what, people, what people tend to do is they tend to put something out there into the, into the stratosphere, but they don't really make plans to do it. I don't care how far away it is in the world. If you want to experience it, you can get there. You might not can get there today, but you could have got there by now because you told me about it 10 years ago. <laughs> Come on now. You, did, you, didn't, you, didn't never really, you didn't ever really plan. You had a hope to do it, but you never really planned to do it. Loved ones, we want, we, want, we want to celebrate our unbirthdays. And you live in a region that has so many things. Now, back to the, to the vibe of what I'm talking about. Knowing that there's a host of things you can do, what you do to enjoy and celebrate life does not have to put a tremendous amount of financial stress on you. And it does not need to break the bank. Even when you're planning for the big things, if you plan for it, the resources don't break the bank. You're just putting them away rateably. But in general, it doesn't have to break the bank to enjoy life. There is an, he was a writer, right? Yeah, I think he's, he might, I don't know if he's still alive, but there is a writer who had a quote that is very insightful. Because a lot of times when we do think about enjoy life, enjoying life, we think about the big things. His name was, well, I'm going to say was, 
Kurt Vonnegut. This is what he said. Notice this. Kurt said this. Enjoy the little things in life because one day you'll look back and realize they were the big things. Yeah. Essentially, what I take from that is this. Do not bypass an opportunity to enjoy life just because the packaging of the moment makes the activity seem insignificant. Sometimes we do that. We are in a moment. But because of the way that moment is packaged, to us it looks trivial. And because it looks trivial, what we do is we consider it a small thing. We consider it insignificant. But we are wrong. It is not insignificant. It is not small. It is actually a big thing. It is the big gift of the opportunity to enjoy life. And guess what? Your unbirthdays are great opportunities to unwrap such gifts. Unwrap the gift of the small things in life that are actually big things on your unbirthday. You can do that every unbirthday. Every unbirthday of the year, you can do this. What do I mean? Next image. Loved ones, I want you to enjoy the gift of life that is wrapped in the ordinary. Stop saying that you're not an early riser. Get out on your unbirthday at least a few times a year. Go and see the beauty of the sunrise. Don't let that wonderful gift of life that's wrapped in the ordinary pass you by. That's enough to cause you to celebrate and rejoice. Go to the beach. Take off your shoes. Put your feet in the sand. Close your eyes and listen to the waves crash on the shore. Enjoy that gift of life that's wrapped in the ordinary. And don't run away too soon. Stay there and look at the majesty of the sunset that you can only see on the West Coast. Enjoy that gift of life. And your unbirthdays are a perfect time to do that. Mm. Stop going to bed so early. Stop sleeping your life away. Get out and have dinner under the stars. Take a look at the midnight sky. 
See what the world looks like when the night sky take over. Stop sleeping your life away. Stop Netflixing your life away. There's a whole world outside of the borders of your home and you live in one of the most desired areas of the world. You have 364 at least unbirthdays. Perfect opportunity to unwrap the gift of life. By the way, that's wrapped up and packaged in the ordinary. Go for a walk in the rain. Every time it rains, stop freaking out. Pick a day. Hey, when it's not lightning, safety first. But if you've never done it, pick a day, put on some I don't care if they get wet clothes, put on some I don't care if it get wet shoes, go out there and let the rain hit you in the face. Enjoy life wrapped in the ordinary. Go to the pet store and pick up a puppy. Just pick up a puppy. Do something. Go to the park and watch your kids play. Sit, sit, sit down. And just listen to your children. Get this, with your eyes closed. Enjoy times with your friends, just sitting at the table laughing and doing nothing. Nobody's cooked a big meal. Somebody found some sliced cheddar. Somebody else had some Ritz crackers. You threw it on the table. You rolled out some dominoes and you laughed all day. It don't have to cost you a lot, but it's the gift of life wrapped in the ordinary. And your unbirthdays are perfect times to get in there and get it done and celebrate. A lot of times what happens is that we have so many things packaged as ordinary and we don't realize we're considering them little things, but they're actually big things. They're the gift of enjoying life. And if you make it a priority to start celebrating your unbirthdays, you will learn and observe it starts to have a positive effect on you. You know, people ask me, they ask me if I, why I smile, smile all the time. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell it to you how I, how I noted it. People often ask me why I smile, smile all the time. Because I was close enough. People ask me why I smile all the time. And you know why I smile all the time? Because I have a mindset of celebrating my unbirthdays. In other words, I have a mindset that presses me to enjoy every day. Look at the scriptures. As for why I smile all the time, 
Proverbs 15, 13 in the message and easy to read, and Proverbs 17 and 22 in the King James and the message. Starting in Proverbs 15, 13 message, it says, a cheerful heart brings a smile to your face. A sad heart, a, a sad heart makes it hard to get through the day. My cheerful heart is what gets me to smile all the time. And you know why I'm so dogmatic about fighting to keep that cheerful heart? Because it helps me get through the day. There can be a lot of things that come against you in the course of your day, but if you got a cheerful heart, it's hard for that day to get you down. Proverbs 15, 13, easy to read. If you are happy, it sh your face shows. That's why I'm smiling. If you are sad, sad, your spirit feels defeated. A joyful, happy countenance that springs from your heart creates a person in you that's hard to defeat. Proverbs 17, King James, verse 22. A merry heart doeth good like a medicine, but a broken spirit drieth the bones. With my merry heart that gives me this smile, as things come against me, it's self-healing. I can cheer up myself. I might not can't get to my friend at the moment. I might not can't get to my wife at the moment. I might not can't get to one of my children in the moment. But when I got the joy in my heart, it's a self-healing medicine for me. The Message Bible, Proverbs 17, 22. A cheerful disposition is good for your health. Gloom and doom leave you bone tired. People, people ask me, why, how do you have so much energy all the time? People have called me the Energizer Bunny. They've called me Ant. It's like an ant, you don't never sit down and do nothing. Like, you don't be still is what they're saying. You always got to be, you got to be up. Why? Because being joyful and cheerful on the inside and having the attitude that you want to enjoy rejoicing every day, every second of every day is an opportunity to rejoice. And so every second I can rejoice in that opportunity, I get to rejoice in that day, I want to seize it. I don't want to sleep my life away. If I am able and I am rested and I can get up on my feet, I am in the position of thank you, God. As my grandma used to say, my blood is running warm in my veins. I'm going to find a reason to celebrate the day because if you woke me up and gave me the ability to stand up, then I'm going to try to find joy in what you've given me the opportunity to look at. My cheerful disposition results in the smile on my face. People ask me, why you smile all the time? Because I have joy in my heart and a desire to celebrate every day. 
I want you to look at this next one. Because don't go yet, but I got something I want to share with you all. I make a decision each day to celebrate the day I am in. And that decision makes my energy positive and creates in me a cheerful disposition. In turn, that disposition puts a smile on my face. Full disclosure, though. I'm not telling you that it's always easy to keep a smile on my face. I'd be lying if I told you that. Sometimes it is hard. It's hard. Sometimes it feels like I, I hit a wall, and that wall only presents me with reasons to be unhappy. It doesn't present me with reasons to rejoice. It, 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 just, it gets difficult, especially if I am in a position where something is in my mind that I've wanted for a long time and I've yet to attain it. When I get to the point to where there is something I am in pursuit of and yet it just keeps eluding me, sometimes that can get me a little bit down. It can strike a blow to my disposition, which strikes a blow to my smile. Thankfully, though, when I get in that position, my spirit reminds me. Go back to that quote from Kurt. My spirit reminds me. Son, I want you to take a look at the little things. And realize that what you have already is really a big thing. Then I turn to this Ecclesiastes. Go to my Ecclesiastes now. Ecclesiastes 6 and 9, easy to read, says this. It is better to be happy with what you have than, always, than to always want more and more. Always wanting more and more is useless. It is like trying to catch the wind. Let me read that again because I kind of fumbled through that. It says, it is better to be happy with what you have than to always want more and more. Always wanting more and more is useless. It is like trying to catch the wind. What they're trying to say there is that whenever you're in a position to all you're looking at is what you're trying to chase, you fail to look at what's right in front of you that you have right now. For the record and to be clear, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with wanting more or wanting something better. I fall in that category. But for me, when wanting better interferes with my ability to, to smell the roses, when wanting better or wanting more interferes with my ability to appreciate what I have. Right in front of me, the gift of life in the ordinary. When wanting more eliminates or interferes with my desire to rejoice in the day that God has made, I must Reevaluate it. 
because I want to keep my countenance and my smile, and I only do that by finding joy in each day. Jesus said this in John 10.10. He said, Amplify Classic, the thief comes only in order to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they might have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. Now, family, having life, enjoying life, and having that life in abundance, having that life to the full, having that life till it overflows, that only happens if you purpose to enjoy every moment of life. That means showing a lot more love to your unbirthdays than you've been showing. You only get to reap what Jesus is offering you if you Get rid of all of the things that, that weigh you down and open your eyes up to the gift that God has given you through just life and embrace it. Yeah, you get born again. Yes, you ask Jesus into your, into your heart, but you can ask Jesus into your heart and never get out of your house and never enjoy life. Get this. I, I hope... Take off your shoes and let me get all your religious toes because I want to stomp on them with some Timberlands. <laughs> Enjoying life is not just going to church. There are wonders and experiences that God has given you the opportunity to see and have that you ain't going to see sitting in that pew or that chair or streaming that service. Celebrate your unbirthdays, family. You only enjoy life to the full until it overflows if you make it your your mission to enjoy every moment of life. That brings us to our confession. We're going to do a confession together, and the confession really wraps up you know, our, our mindset that I want us to have. You know, I told you I want to give you a, a, a thought, and I've talked all around it. But with this confession, we're going to go ahead and just give it to you in case it wasn't clear. Show them the confession. Now, before we make that confession, which is just that top line, I want you to read it and make sure you want to make it. Because sometimes, you know, we could get in a group and someone say, make a confession. You could repeat after me, and you just repeat. And then you be driving home, you're like, I ain't doing that. <laughs> you know, you got caught up in the moment, you know. I've done that where somebody said repeat and after I say it and then I realize, what in the heck did I, why did I say that? <laughs> so I like to give you a couple split seconds to read. But what this confession is, is purposefully called an unbirthday confession. 
I'm looking for us to make it our mission to celebrate our unbirthdays. And I'm talking about all of them. Okay, that first line, let's read it together. Ready? Go. Starting right now, I commit to celebrating all of my unbirthdays. Yeah, and we want to make celebrating your unbirthdays a habit. Now, the, the whole goal is this. You already got one day a year that you consider special. So guess what? If you add to that plus all your unbirthdays, doggone it, you, you, you celebrating every day. That's the point. Stop waiting for one particular moment of the year to be celebratory. Get out there and celebrate every day. At least, at least celebrate all your unbirthdays. Look, sometimes, you know, I'm basically telling you to get out there and, and, and do something celebratory every day. And remember, it ain't got to be special, so to speak. Ain't got to be expensive. Just the ordinary. Just purpose to enjoy life. But if all of this unbirthday celebration gets you tired, notice this. Next image. You can rest on your birthday. We're going to flip the script on society. I'm going to use my birthday as a day that I'm going to do nothing. I'm going to chill. I'm going to sleep in late. I'm going to go to bed early. I ain't going to worry about nothing. I'm going to just sit in the house and do what I'm going to do. But all my unbirthdays, game on. That's how we going to flip it. Every unbirthday is a time for celebration. And just like God took a day of rest after he created the world, I'm going to go ahead and rest on my birthday because I got to be rested for this upcoming 364. <laughs> now, it, 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 and I know you understand I'm serious when I say this, but it... But do you see the flip? We going we to we be some folk that's going to celebrate unbirthdays like people ain't never seen unbirthdays being celebrated before. I have something for you. But before I, I do that, I want, to, I want to mention one more thing to you. Many times when I am talking to people, and you've, you've, this is going to be true for you also, many times when I'm talking to people and we're conversating, we might be laughing or whatever the deal is, but as the conversation comes to a close, they say these words to me. Enjoy your day. You've heard that, enjoy your day. And when they do that, I have a response for them. I don't say it all the time, but often I have a response to them for them. And my response sounds similar, but it's different. I don't really think they get it. 
But I'm going to share my response to you because it, with you because it fits what we're talking about. Look at this final image. They tell me, enjoy your day. And I say, thank you. You enjoy your every day. There is a difference between them telling me, enjoy your day. And I'm telling you, enjoy your every day. You see, what they're telling me is enjoy the moment you're in, which is fine. Enjoy the time till you go to bed and wake up in the morning. That's good. I know they're not, they're not meaning any harm by it. They're not trying to be funny about it. It's just what they've picked up socially. But because of my bent, because I've been tapped into by that rhema word of celebrating your unbirthdays, what I began to say to them is, I want you to enjoy your every day. That means every day you're breathing, every day you're alive, every day that God has given you, I want you to enjoy it. You enjoy today, but you, when you wake up tomorrow, enjoy that day too. Then you enjoy tomorrow, but the day after tomorrow, guess what? Enjoy that day too. I want you to enjoy your every day. What I'm telling them is do not allow a day to go by without finding joy in it. I want you to enjoy your Every day, do not miss an opportunity to celebrate the gift of life. And your unbirthdays are a perfect time to do that celebration. <clears throat> Family, remember, if you make a decision to make celebrating your unbirthdays a priority, you are going to increase the cheer in your life. And when you increase the cheer in your life, it increases your disposition, makes it more positive. And a positive disposition puts a smile on your face. Just like out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, just like a good tree can't make bad fruit and a bad tree can't make good fruit, a good tree makes good fruit. So when you're happy on the inside, the reaction is a smile, not a fake one, a genuine one. There are a lot of people that smile at you, but they, that smile might as well be painted on. But when your smile is genuine, somebody can step on your foot and you're not fighting. Somebody can cut you off in traffic and you're not cuss. When your file, smile is genuine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want your disposition to rise up in you and to have an outward expression of a genuine smile. I smile all the time because I never take a day for granted. I am laser focused on every day, not just my birthday. Now, loved ones, I want to seed something into you because I want you to start celebrating your unbirthday. If it happens to be your birthday, do what you was going to do on your birthday. But then the next day, unbirthday time. 
I have something for you. This is part of this service. What I'm going to ask is that when I point to your side, I just want you to come up and I'm going to hand you something. And with it, what I want you to do is <laughs> treat yourself for your unbirthday. And if you will, it ain't even got to be with this. But I want you to take a picture of you celebrating your unbirthday and somehow get it to us. We want to have a, a collage of unbirthday celebration that we can look at and celebrate together. And don't, listen, you ain't got to celebrate by yourself because remember, at least 365 of your unbirthdays is matches yours, matches yours, matches yours, matches yours. The good thing about an unbirthday party is everybody can join in. If I don't, listen, if I have an unbirthday party today and you can't join in and sometime in the year, we got 363 times. If we got the same birthday, we got 364. If we got a different birthday, we got 363. If it's a leap year, we got 364. You know how I'm doing. This unbirthday thing, I don't only want it to be something that you do as a habit, that you do as, as I want it to become your anthem. This is the day that the Lord has made. God didn't just make my birthday. God made, God made every day. I want to, I want to physically, we're not going to pray over I want to put this in your hand and just know that I love you. And I want you to celebrate your unbirthday. So this side, please just, just come. Just, just come and then have a seat. I got this, baby. I love you. I love you. I love you. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. I will have more after, before we go today. I'll talk to y'all more. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. I'm, I'm mobile. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. Middle. Here you are. You're welcome. God bless you. Love you so much. God blessed you to have a day that you were born. Thank you, God, for that. But you know what he also blessed you with? He blessed you with a lot of unbirthdays. And those unbirthdays are worth celebrating. They are so worth celebrating. And when you celebrate those unbirthdays, you have the opportunity. You have the opportunity to guess what? Turn up in a holy way, you know, you know what I mean? We ain't ask nobody to get blitzed, you know what I'm saying? Because if you, did I, did I miss anybody? Go ahead and bring my children in. Oh, go ahead and bring my children in. When you enjoy yourself, you know, it shouldn't, it shouldn't be no 
police officers and nothing like that have to come and take care of what's going on. You're welcome. But here is, here is the desire. The desire is for you. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> the desire is for you to celebrate the day. For you to celebrate you. The desire is for you to make sure Desire, desire is for you to celebrate. And re remember, it's not about the reason. The reason, have them come to me, please. Allie, here, come get this, baby. It's not about, it's not about the reason, because the reason it's just the fact that God loves you and oh you're welcome baby that here Ashley did I get everybody other kids are coming in okay the reason is that God loves you and there are so many things that we do during the course of the day that can weigh us down but if you get a heart that's celebratory and you make it something that you make it a point every day, you guys are good. If you make it a point to be celebratory every day, you will find it hard for life to get you down. That's the point. Celebrate every day and make it hard for the devil or life or people to get you down. That, that kindness that emerges from your heart, that emerges from a cheerful heart, being thankful for what God has given you being thankful for what you have, not overlooking the ordinary, that the gift right in front of you. Before we pray, take me back to our confession. Before we pray, I want us to say this unbirthday confession one more time. Ready? Go. Starting right now. I commit to celebrating all of my unbirthdays. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. Love you. Family, family, let's pray. God, I thank you for each and every person who. I have had the opportunity to share your word with. I pray that the, the scenario 
of how often we should celebrate life has been written on their heart for the better. Our objective is to get to the point to where we celebrate every day. God, but if we have to start somewhere, my confession is that we start by putting as much effort as we can into finding joy in our unbirthdays. And as we do so, please create in us a cheerful disposition and increase the number of times we have a genuine smile on our faces. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Well, that's what God had to say to us today. We pray that it blessed you. As always, we pray that the word of God blesses you, not just years from now or months from now or weeks from now, not even days from now, but we pray that you got something out of the message today that would change your life immediately. God bless you and look forward to chatting with you next time.